0: Of all things CrossFit, bam, we're live. Yeah, she's just a hardcore hater. It's so weird that Tia Toomey makes it to the Olympics. And yet the main story on the morning chalk up is CrossFit game employees warned of E. coli in Lake Monona by public health officials. By Emily Beers, notorious hater. It's, it's so bizarre that they're doing this now. You know what else is weird? In this article, it says, um, there's this dude who works there, Andrew Weinstein. He's a PR guy. His like his sole purpose in life is not to do nothing positive. It's just he's a he's a cleaner. You know what I mean? He just like he loves problems and to fix problems and he's just all about just like manipulating shit. Yeah, 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 that. We asked CrossFit LLC for a comment on the situation at Lake Monona and Nicolai levels last summer. A spokesperson, a spokesperson, the the guy who owns the morning chalk up uh, b- walks around bragging that he's best friends with uh this uh sludge in a suit, Andrew Weinstein, who works for CrossFit. I, when I say sludge in a suit, that's not fair because he lives in Costa Rica. He's maybe been to the United States once. He hasn't put on a suit or done a hard day's work in God knows how long. Maybe polished sludge is a better term. <laughs> I just – it's so weird. It's so weird. And why do they have a picture of Dave Castro? Why don't you have a picture of Justin Berg? And why And why didn't you – why didn't you uh, – hey, hi, Corbin. Why didn't you guys call Dave to get a comment from him? You're doing an art, a hit piece on him. You didn't call Dave, the director of the CrossFit Games at the time? Something smells weird. Hmm. Do you think that your affiliate dollars are being spent to attack a former employee to do damage control? We're having Jack DeLa Magdalena. Not Mag, Madalena, Jack DeLa, Madalena, on today. Second time this guy's been on. Savage, amazing dude. Ah, uh, be there in two minutes. Past, sorry. Oh, that's okay. I was just bitching. Oh man, I can't wait for my next uh, call-in show. I got so much fun stuff. I got so much, and you know, it, it's not even. Um, so you got one or two people who were sick. It's not like five were sick. And the athletes that got sick did relatively well in the event. And everyone knows that if you swallow water, you're bound to get sick. And Oh my goodness. Enough of <laughs> Savant, Jack De La Maddalena. Hey, only I only practiced it a thousand down. times. Bye, Caleb. Oh yeah. Jack De-ya. Dela. Dela or De-ya? Dela. Dela. Jack De La Maddalena.
1: Yeah, that's perfect. Perfect.
0: I say, it, I say it like I'm from the hood. Have you heard any Mexicans say your name? Never. Oh, you got to get some because they'll won't. probably make that shit just sound so sexy.
1: Perfect day. Some, na- some native. The Italians say it perfectly, though. Who? The Italians.
0: Oh, they do say it perfectly? Yeah, yeah same thing. Mexicans. Uh, <laughs> fine, same thing. Same thing. Same, same. What's happening, Sivan? Strong, handsome brunette men with beautiful women with giant brown eyes. Same thing. Uh, Life's great, dude. Living the dream. Uh, Befriended you uh, just early enough so that you accidentally gave me your phone number so I can fucking bug you whenever I want. I know. Three dates before the fight, you're like, oh, I don't want to talk to this fucking guy.
1: Yeah, I'm happy to talk to you. Actually I agreed to talk to you a week ago and then today I was like, oh, fuck, I don't want to talk to someone <laughs> like
0: that. <today."> I know. <laughs> I know. I know.
1: No, I'm joking. I only talk to special people this close. Hey,
0: uh what um so what ha- so so you're chilling in Australia? Yeah. And then you get on a plane and you cruise here. And when do they tell you the dude you're not like, well, tell me that story when you. So just so you guys know, if you haven't watched the podcast I've done with Jack before, you have to watch it. He's dabbled in CrossFit. um,
1: He's uh, your lady does a little bit of CrossFit, right? She has dabbled in it a little bit. But I was big time into it back in the day. I loved it. Still don't compete in it at all
0: um he he had a couple fights um he, he uh by the way i went back and watched that fight against uh, i forget his name but the guy you redeemed yourself i'd watched it once before the guy oh, i Elden. think
1: out of bates
0: Loudon bates man the first time you beat uh, the first time you fought him he looked huge compared to
1: you yeah yeah i was pretty young i was pretty fresh into the sport and it was a tough fight to take as a like an 18 year old but i took it and got my ass kicked which was a good thing in the end
0: so Jack goes, oh, and two, it's time to go home. It's time to get a different job. It's time to go back to the pizza place and, and you know, and buckle down and just and, and throw his dreams away. But instead, he has a coach, Ben or Bam? Ben. Ben. Him ben. and Ben look at each other, and they go, okay, we'll just have to win the next 10 in a row.
1: That was it. <laughs> and they fucking did it. We've made it, yeah. We got there <laughs> in the end, which is cool. It's really cool,
0: and so uh, we had Jack on the show. We talked about all that stuff to get to know Jack uh, De La Madalena. Go to episode one forty nine in the Seven Podcast. That's what it says in the comments. Okay, and um, so he he's ten and two, uh, makes it to the UFC through the Contender Series, and now it, it's it's weird. It's like you've done so much to get here. But the story, it's like the story's starting over again, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. 10 more on the, on the coming up.
0: If you were to win another 10 more, you would probably be the UFC champion and have defended your title a
1: couple of times. For sure, yeah, I believe so. I believe so.
0: <laughs> so do you guys understand how gnarly that is? In, this, isn't, um, this isn't boxing where a guy could go, you know, 37 and 2 and you don't know who he is. If someone wins 10 fights in a row... Um, and they're in the right organization. They're at the very top of the heap. And now yeah. Jack is in the right organization,
1: for sure. And we've laid the blueprint to get ten wins, so he's got to follow the same thing, and we'll get there. Man,
0: so okay, so tell me the tell me the story about from when you got the call for to fight. Uh, what was the guy's name? Warley Alves? Warley
1: Albears we were meant to fight.
0: Yeah. So tell me that when that call came in, and kind of like the steps to the the freak show and by the way not only is jack fighting um this saturday but he's fighting on what could end up being one of the biggest cards in the history of just two human beings coming together and fighting yeah for it's sure. it's the card that francis ninganu and cyril um gone are on and this it, um even if you're not a fight fan this is something you want to see this is going to be a spectacle this is like um watching two
1: semis collide yeah for sure two big big boys That know how to throw down, you're going to throw down, which is cool.
0: And so, and this is not your UFC debut, but it is your...
1: Yeah, it is the official UFC debut. Okay, okay, it is, is, okay. For sure. All right, I'm ready. So it's a cool card to be on. Yeah, we were originally meant to be fighting Wally. And then I think our flight to LA from, or basically we're going from Perth, Sydney, Sydney, LA. And we were leaving the Friday morning, and we found out Wally was out of the fight Wednesday before we left. So we hadn't actually left yet.
0: Tell me the date on that, the number, that Wednesday that you find out. Date-wise. I'm going to give you some numbers to choose from. Hold on. Was it the 12th?
1: I think our flight was. Yeah, our flight was the 8th. Is that Oh, okay,
0: so the 5th. The 5th. Okay. The 5th. And let me go back one step further. When did they tell you you're going to fight this dude?
1: It was literally two weeks after Contender Series, so way back in September. Okay. September was when we got offered the the fight when I was in hotel quarantine. Got offered the fight. And And then then
0: Wednesday the 5th, you're you're told, hey, we don't have a fighter for you.
1: They basically said, well, he's out with an ACL. We will get you a fight. Still come over. Which is a big, like, it's a big sort of obviously coming from Australia now. It's a big call to just to come out and possibly not like not get paid, not fight. So, but they did promise, and I had no reason not to sort of trust them because it's UFC, like, it's a big organization. They had never said something to me and not backed up before. It was the first thing they've ever promised me. And so I had no reason not to really trust them. So I just, we agreed, yeah, if you're going to get us a fight, we'll come. And they said, yeah, definitely come got your fight
0: and and i'm going to say something silly here but when they say they're going to get you a fight they're going to get you a fight in your weight class
1: yeah it would be they would offer me a fight at my weight class i guess that's what they pro, they sort of promised
0: right you're not <laughs> going to get there and it's going to be
1: mio chick yeah nah and then, not. And, then,
0: and then you turn it down and they're like well we offered yeah. it to
1: you yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i hope they wouldn't do that I, didn't I
0: bet you I was- I take that fight
1: yeah, well, we were under that. We were pretty much going to take any fight, any fight they threw at us. We were going to take it. So it was really just a matter of them getting the, uh a fight.
0: What do you mean I, you're going to take any fight they're going to give you? Do you have to be like, do you sit down with your coach and you're like, <sighs> are we are we willing to just be fucking animals, no matter who? If they even if they give us fucking like has what's that guy's name, Kazmat? Kazmat yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll we, take him. Yeah, we, we'll take Uzma. We don't give a fuck. You're just we, like. Uh, g-
1: Yeah, I understand how the game works. You guys aren't going to get one of the top dogs, but we would have, like, no matter what, whoever they said, we would have definitely said yes. Okay. So we, at that point, it was, but not nothing, they weren't, we weren't going to get to LA and they say, we've got this guy, and we weren't going to get there and say, oh, no, we don't want to fight anyone (laughs) but him. We made the trip knowing that we would fight and we would fight anyone. So to be honest, nothing really changed. We just stuck on our game plan, stayed fit. Stayed sharp, and we just eventually got a couple of different names, and then there was – all. In. we didn't get any locked-in names. Like they said, this guy might be out. We might have you this guy. And we said, yep, sweet. Didn't end up being that guy. Ended up being this other guy, Pete Rodriguez.
0: Hey, that's pretty cool that they kind really? of – that's cool that they I, – I think it's cool that they tell you possible opponents, even though they don't um, – even though they're not locked in 100%. Like they're being transparent with you. They're keeping you up to speed.
1: Yeah, sort of through my manager and then they were sort of like this fights out. We are trying these guys had blah blah blah. These guys had issues. So they were sort of feeding us stuff like we will get you a go we're trying. We're offering different things. So it was, we were in the talks and they didn't and at one point did they ever say we wouldn't get you a fight so we were ready to go.
0: And so so the fifth is a Wednesday and you um and they tell you that the guy can't fight. You fly over on the 8th. When do you start hearing Peter Rodriguez's name?
1: I think, to be honest, not until about Thursday or Friday last week. So the um the whole week, 13th
0: like, or 14th?
1: Yeah, about then. And this dude's ready? Apparently so. They obviously offered it to him, and he was up for the challenge, though.
0: So. Um, There's some interesting things about him. Have you looked at him?
1: I've, seen, I've watched a couple of his fights just to get an idea of what we expect to sort of he will bring to the table. Um,
0: I must not remember. Would you say you're a striker or, or, or a grappler?
1: I, do, I feel like I'm an all-round mixed martial artist. I do like striking, but I also like I like it all. I feel like I'm competent everywhere the fight goes.
0: It it seems like it's a bad idea to stand toe to toe with you, but yet I watched a couple of reviews of people who were saying who were watching who were talking about the fight, and they were suggesting that you would take him down. I'm like, I take him down. As I remember, Jack, he just sits there and just fucking hammers guys. Yeah, I
1: like to strike. I like to let, like get into a fist fight. <laughs> yeah, <I guess. laughs> that's what I enjoy doing. So, and I think that's what Pete will bring to the table for sure. For sure.
0: You're the first fight on the prelim card.
1: Yeah. Start it off.
0: Yeah, and it's two guys with a pr- pretty crazy knockout records.
1: Yeah, pretty good. It's pretty almost, except my fault. One of them is a one of our fights has gone decision. So, and then, then they're be, all
0: like first and second round knockouts. Too, all after.
1: Pete's fights are first round knockouts, which is cool. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel,
0: uh <laughs> Sarah? Thank you. I don't even. You think Sarah's a real person? You think that's just you think that's my mom just giving 499. <laughs> Can you see the screen? Can you see the screen, Jack? Yeah. Someone just gave 4999. Nice.
1: Must be because you're so handsome. Thanks, Sarah. You're the best.
0: Um do you feel and I don't even know what I'm asking since I since I'm not a fighter. But do you feel undefeated? They say undefeated fighters um the, the worst part about fighting them is that they you have to train them to lose. And now it's been 10. Are people kind of at a disadvantage getting in there with you because you've forgotten what it's like to lose?
1: I don't know. No, I definitely, I take in, I do remember what it's like to lose. I do. It's something that hurts a lot. So I think that's something that I always carry with me. And I'm, to be honest, I'm pretty glad for my losses. I think you learn heaps from losses. You learn a lot about yourself. You learn about a whole lot about the sport itself. So yeah, I think, Losses are something that I was pretty much looking back now. I'm pretty blessed to have had my two losses. They weren't good at the time, but I think I definitely learned a lot. And yeah, every fight I take in, I remember what it's like to lose and got to do whatever it takes not to have that feeling again because it's a pretty sad feeling.
0: It's nuts, right, Caleb? Two losses and then you, it's crazy what he's doing. You can't see the guy. I can see him in another window, the guy in the back oh. who brings this stuff up. Oh, yeah, right. And look at, look at, it's like first round, first round, first round, second round, 19 seconds, second round, second round, first round, first round. So how is your, um, and, and then, and then that's kind of cool that you went three rounds now, you know, right?
1: Yeah, it was really, again, like you don't, at the time I was pretty upset. I wanted to get the finish, but looking back, it's just a blessing, you know, getting three rounds in is just more experience, more miles in the bank, I guess.
0: You were going to fight a, a wily veteran, and now you're fighting uh, – I guess no one's green. Everyone has decent uh, amateur careers, but you're fighting yeah. a dude with significantly less experience.
1: Yeah, completely different. Like a guy, veteran sort of on the – in my opinion, on the way out, <laughs> and then and now just a fresh new guy that's basically on the way in. you going to start a career, so completely different sort of spectrums of fighting careers, but – I think style wise, I still think it's gonna be a good fight for the fans. Exciting fight.
0: You know how they say um baby rattlesnakes are dangerous. Have you heard that? I haven't. Because we they'll just
1: rattlesnakes in Australia. Oh, uh, you don't have those? Not rattlesnakes.
0: Oh. Because basically they'll just strike at anything. Right. They're just inexperienced. They'll just start biting at everything. They'll they won't um uh modulate or or, or I um uh modulate's not the right word they won't regulate their injection. They'll bite you and just dump the whole load in you. You know what yeah. I mean? They won't save any. They're just, they're supposedly the da- like you don't want to be around baby rattlesnakes. Yeah. Um, is, is there a little bit of that going on when you get to, especially from this guy? Cause he's never been in front of Dana and he's never been in front of that crowd that it's like, you go in there and you just blow your, your wad in the first minute and you're just, just out of your mind, you know?
1: hundred percent. Like he's going to be a danger. he's a dangerous person. He's he's not, most of the people he's fought knocked him out. He's going to be aggressive, and obviously it's a big stage. It's going to be, I think, will probably be the most dangerous Pete Rodriguez you'll ever get, or the most dangerous he's ever been. Like in a big stage, a lot of pressure on. So yeah, I'm definitely expecting someone to come out hard. But yeah, I just think this game is, this whole sport is about experience. The more you experience, the more, the better you are in there. And I think I will. I think I'm better than him. I think I'll outwork him, and I'll. If, if it doesn't end early, I think I'll just be able to put a high pace on, it. he won't be able to keep up.
0: Yeah, D- tell me what when 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 the commentator says, "Oh my God, look at Jack's pressure." What 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 does that mean for for us fight fans?
1: It's sort of just like the pressure you put put if you can put someone under pressure, they're sort of overthinking and they're a bit they're not in control of the fight. So sort of, if you're um if you control the pace of the fight normally you're the one in the lead if that makes sense because the other guy's not controlling the pace he has to be reacting.
0: Is it always the guy who's walking back who's not pressuring? Is it that obvious? No,
1: no, not always. Some fighters are really good at countering, really good at moving backwards, landing shots, and they're just making people walk onto stuff. But it's more whoever is oh whoever's got the um whoever's overreacting. Is normally the one that's behind in the fight. If you're if you're overreacting to stuff, you're probably behind. You're not the one in charge of the flow of the fight. If that makes sense,
0: um, is overreacting falling for feints?
1: Yeah, falling for feints. Like if if I flinch and the other guy goes oh like goes now, like he's overreacting. If you faint and then he tries to throw a punch, he's overreacting, and then that means he's just playing. He's sort of just try a step behind you.
0: Does that makes sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. And are you guys actually, after all these years, you know, before I used to watch the UFC and I'm just like, oh, these are just two dudes going out there. And it's just, it's just a uh, uh, reflexes and uh, speed, but, but, you know, I hear the commentator saying he set that guy up or he's, he's <laughs> proce- the first round Khabib is just processing. or they like, they say this stuff and I'm like, what are they talking about? Like, what, what am I, what am I, um, what am I looking at? Is it literally as simple as this, too? Like, you throw a feint with your right and you see where he moves. And yeah. so then you know, okay, when I throw that right, I should then th- follow up with a kick or a left or whatever based on what the direction that he went when you fainted. Is it like that? Yeah.
1: Ba- yeah. Basically, that's it. Like and you you're doing all... that while you're in the fight? You're thinking yeah, about yeah, all that shit? You are thinking about that. Like, if you, if you throw a feint and he you see that he's reacting with the right hand, then you might throw a feint slip the right hand and then land your shot. If that makes sense, you want to yeah. try and a step in front and that sometimes feels so
0: good when that happens.
1: Yeah, it does. And sometimes you, it even goes like that step forward where you faint, wait for them to counter, then you try and counter. And then it goes two steps down the line where you're trying to counter the counter sort of thing. Yeah. And it's just, it's something that sort of comes instinctively, but you are thinking about it at the time because you are trying to of course, land the shot and not get hit. And then the same in the grappling department. Like You'll feel how strong they are, where their balance lies, what they sort of want to do. If it's more want to get back to your feet or stay on the ground. So it's all, yeah, you basically the fighters. You're processing everything they're doing and you're trying to just stay a step ahead of them.
0: Does it ever – do you ever get to a point where you're like, oh, this always is going to work on this guy? Like this is it. I Like like kind of like – do you remember that second fight that Miochik had with uh... –
1: Yeah, DC, and he pit him in the body. Is that the one? Yeah, Yeah, it's like he just cracked the code. Yeah, it was like a video game. Yeah, that's interesting. I've never had that where one thing just worked and I could attack it, but you do definitely see it. You see it sometimes, especially deeper in the fight when they're tired and they've just. You'll see it
0: with leg kicks sometimes. Yeah, with the calf kicks. Someone will figure out someone's like, hey, they're not defending the calf kicks and they'll just go in and get them.
1: Yeah, they get a couple and then it's too too late at that point they can't put way down and it's sort of just a matter of time at that point. But yeah, that definitely happens. I haven't had, haven't been lucky enough to find that one thing, but uh, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe this way again, it's, it's
0: still early. Yeah. Do you look at, um, do you ever like just fantasize or okay, I'm four fights away. Like if I fight this dude, then this dude, then this dude, then this dude, and then I'm in the, like, do you ever, do you ever just lay it out? Okay, I'm four fights away from, I'm six fights, I'm five fights, or is, are you too far away right
1: now? No, I'm sort of just for one fight at a time. I'm looking at this fight. I definitely see I've got a no one in particular, but I do want to have like a busy schedule this year. Like, like, like so
0: busy to- that you don't have to go back to Australia. Like, would you yeah, like to stay? Bad, would you yeah, like?
1: I, oh, I want to go home. I want to go home, but I would love to. Uh, to be honest, I would love to make four trips out here this year. It would be pretty cool, five, four times. Hopefully, you have one back home at some point if they ever let us. But see what happens. See what happens. But yeah, definitely, I do see that's one fight at a time. But yeah, I would love to have a tick off this year with three, four fights in the bank for sure.
0: If you did, if you did um, knock him out in the first twenty seconds and didn't take any blows and they were like, hey, we got to fight for you next month. Do you go home or no?
1: It's a, Yeah, that's very interesting. Hey, that's, ve- that's very like... I hope you have these problems. I hope you have all sorts of problems like that. Yeah, it'd be, that'd be <laughs> a cool problem. that I'd, lo- I'd love to take that problem on. But I would definitely consider all the options available for sure. Would never say no to something like that because it's not something that comes around all the time. But yeah, I definitely do. I miss home for sure. Home is home.
0: Are you are you peaking right now?
1: What's that? What peaking in what way?
0: When on Saturday will you be um, cardiovascularly the best?
1: I, yeah, I feel, yeah. To be honest, I feel good right now. Pretty fresh. We have I've trained tonight, trained this morning. I'm feeling just fast, feeling good. So I feel fit. We're not going too hard, we're just ticking over. So the yeah, I guess if well the lungs can open up. The muscles are all loose so i feel, I feel like i'm pi feel like i'm ready to go i could fight right now but i need two days to fight so not long
0: uh do you know um kayla harrison
1: kayla harrison the boxer uh no, she's the, she's judo, the judo yeah judo, the judo yeah, olympian yeah, yeah. i haven't to be honest i haven't watched a whole lot of her fights but i have heard about her being a She's doing well in MMA at the moment, hey? Yeah. You know, she yeah. popped on
0: this. She won uh, the PFL two years in a That's row. Right. She won a yeah. million dollars twice.
1: Yeah, sick.
0: Yeah. You know, I think you would be good over there, too. I hate to say it. Where's that? At the PFL. Yeah. I think you would be a serious pro- fucking problem over There's there. There's fighters over
1: there, hey. is it good...
0: There's good There's fighters good. over there, but, like, you're... Ma- I mean, you're you're a tough fucking dude. Fuck you. <laughs>
1: you are <laughs> i feel like
0: those dudes over there or pre- anyway um
1: yeah that's a cool comp they've got going over there that's real cool
0: there's this thing with you guys that i after interviewing her that i real i interviewed her this morning and no, i didn't it's interesting that you guys have to peak for every fight and so if you fight four times in a year that's asking the human body like not just a lot just because of the fights, but to be at your very best four times in one
1: year is – It's a lot, yeah. Yeah, it's demanding. It is demanding, hey. We don't – to be honest, I I train year-round. I don't train – I don't really change a whole heap close to the fights, to be honest. So I don't know if it's as – the only thing that really changes close to fights is we sort of up the spar and a bit more like full contact – so your timings, my timing definitely is peaking at this time. But yeah, I see what you're saying. To peak four times a year is a lot. When someone who would have a season where they play every weekend, they're not they're not actually peaking every weekend. They're just. And your sports do or die. If you lose, it's just fucked. It's yeah, it is. You're right. You put a whole lot of pressure on for the one little fifteen minutes stint you've got in there. But yeah, it's a tough sport. It's definitely not for everyone
0: and And you're um I would guess you're twenty five so you're still young and and you're in the middle range of weight, probably the little guys have even less wear and tear on themselves, and the big guys, it's even crazier, right I yeah, mean like yeah. if you're two hundred pounds and you're fighting four times a year
1: that's yeah, it's rough on the body for sure for sure yeah i'm sure- so, I'm right in the middle of weight classes, not too big, not too small. Yeah, you're perfect.
0: <laughs> is that where you're going to stay? You don't see yourself going up or down? Yeah, I think
1: so. I think I'll s- stick around at world to wait. It's a pretty, uh, yeah, I think for me, my frame and everything is pretty good for this weight. It's not crazy. I don't have to cut crazy amounts of weight. Did you ever fight at 155? No, I couldn't. No, that's definitely too. Could never make 155. That'd did, be you a, fight, fight at, a, did you ever fight I at 185? At, well, I have fought at 85 be- 185 before. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. But well welterweight, yeah, well to weight's probably perfect for my sort of frame size.
0: The, are are you are you cutting weight right now?
1: I'm on like a little bit of a diet just to drop the extra couple of yeah, basically. How's your energy but, levels? Yeah, I'm actually pretty good. Just finished a training session. Feeling pretty on point. I've sort of eat well up until Yeah, last meal would be probably Thursday night. Probably charge a couple of lollies Friday morning just to get the blood sugars up and then sweat out the last probably seven pounds.
0: Oh, no shit. That that much. Yeah. That's just normal.
1: It's pretty normal. It's not too bad. It takes about two hours. Two hours. It's not too (sighs) bad. It's not nice. You do get thirsty by the end, but the way they set it up here, the weigh-ins from 9 to 11, in the hotel lobby you just cruise down when you're on weight way weigh in and then rehydrate
0: there are no other fighters in perth huh no other pro fighters or no, other, no sorry they're
1: professional there's definitely professional fighters there's a good list of fighters in perth no one in look at US, you
0: you're not going to let me get away with saying that you're just going to no, stop would, me right in my tracks yeah, and be like, yeah.
1: <laughs> stop right there Sivan. we've got a list of killer fighters in perth but yeah i'm the i am the yeah, one of the, there has been UFC fighters in the past, only a few of them, but yeah, I'm, only current one in Perth, which is cool. But yeah, I definitely think I'm gonna open up some gates for some. There's a lot of good, talented fighters in Perth that are world class, so I think we'll get there soon.
0: So you have training partners, I guess, is what I was getting to.
1: Yeah, good training partners. Good tra- okay, one of my one of my training partners, Jack Beck, is out here, and I think he he will be in the UFC down at some point this year for sure why did he come with you
0: that's just normal
1: i think he is pretty much on the cusp he's going to be here in the next couple of years or in the sorry in the next couple of months
0: but why uh, did he, he come with you to uh what just, who, who do you a, bring and why do you bring him
1: he's i bring my head coach because he's sort of the the man and then this time around jack Becko is one of like one of the main training partners he was like, he was keen to come out and see it and support and it was gonna be a big help for me to just get the extra bit of training in. So yeah, he came out, which is awesome. So we got a good solid team out here. There
0: so you fool it. around with him today. What's that? You so you fooled around you fool around yeah, with him yeah. a little bit every day. A little bit of grappling, a little bit of striking, a little yeah, bit basically. of just like shadow boxing.
1: Yeah, basically just moving around, nothing too hectic, bit of drilling, grappling, just get the body moving. Practice what we want to implement Saturday night.
0: And he keeps you, helps you keep your head straight too. Tells you you're the best. Yeah. lets you know that he's the only person
1: who can really beat yeah, you. Yeah, he builds my confidence. this close to the bar. <laughs> just I'm um, filled with confidence.
0: How how is how is your confidence?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty confident to be honest. I I feel like I'm better than Pete every single day of the week. So I just yeah basically just got to stay calm and go out and prove that I'm better than him. It's pretty much where I'm at. I'm excited to fight it's a cool experience. I've always enjoyed fighting, so just don't get too don't get too basically caught up in the moment. Just take every step at a time and prove that I'm better than Pete.
0: Um Any chance you, you seem like the kind of guy who just um, goes out there, ends the fight and goes home. Is there any chance you would purposely like see him as this, um, you know, baby rattlesnake and just sort of then take him into the third round and kind of tire him out? I mean, you've shown that you've got pretty damn good cardio.
1: No, my, my definitely plan, if I ever find, (laughs) if I ever see the opportunity where I can take him out and not, and it's not a risk to me, I'm definitely going to take him out. So I wouldn't, would never like delay the inevitable for him. If I can take him out at any point, I'll take him out with honor. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: um, you, you're, I'm, you, I'm trying to think of these. I, don't, I can't think of a lot of examples, but like the, fr- I don't know if you've ever done cocaine, but the first time you do cocaine, there's, it's never like that ever again. Or yeah, like no, the first time you're with the girl and you unsnap the back of her bra. It's like, holy shit. Yeah, like, yeah, it's never right. like that. Ah, maybe it is like that, like a <laughs> hundred times. Um, But,
1: but I said yeah, right. I when you get it, saying.
0: is there any first fight feelings from your first fight that you still will have tomorrow when you is, is every fight? Is there some hint of that? Or is it just like, are you getting kind of salty? You're fucking you've won your last 10 fights. You've had 12 professional fights. How many amateur fights? I, I only two amateur fights two amateur fights yeah. is the part of you just like Let's just get in here and fucking get this over with and go home or is it all still like oh yeah i'm at disneyland
1: Fuck yeah it. it is i sort of just take it i just try and be as much in the moment as i can i try not to think too far in front or too far in the past i just take every sort of moment as it is it as it is and then yeah but i am super excited when fight day comes i'm so excited and Making that walk to the cage is a feeling that, like, it's hard to get anywhere else. So, I try. So, you
0: like all the shit still. You still have the, you smell the, you smell the canvas. You're like, oh, shit, there's Bruce Buffer. You're like, oh, my God, I'm I'm fucking, these are nice lights. And, oh, my suit feels good. Oh, my, this is, I hate this cup. And it's just, like, all the.
1: All of it. The Vaseline, like, when you stand there and they vas you up, it's a cool feeling, you know. And it's just something that you don't get to do it every day. So, I really appreciate it when it comes.
0: Uh, a, why is that a cool feeling is that is that like a cue is it like do you know what pavlovian is you know like they ring the bell and the dog salivates you know that study no, no so they basically do this thing there's this thing called i think it's called Pavlov's law where they ring a bell and then they feed a dog yeah and then right. eventually you can just ring the bell and the dog oh, just is starts it, drooling
1: is it, yeah okay is it
0: like that he puts the vaseline on you and you're just like you know
1: yeah, I think that for some reason that's the – that's the – um pav- yeah. there it is. Pav- <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Keely. Yeah, that's funny. Hey? Yeah, it is like that. The feeling of like when you get to the cage and it's like the Vaseline goes on the face. It's a pretty weird feeling having Vaseline on your face and someone rub it on your face. But at that point, it's more, that's the point where it's like, all right, it's, it's game time. It's time to fight. And there that's a the point, that's the point where it's sort of like the crossover between like normal life and then fight time. Which is a cool Ooh. point. It's a that's the one of my probably one of my favorite parts is the Vaseline part.
0: <laughs> that's what she said. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, do you ever trade does it what so what does that Vaseline actually do? Does that actually work?
1: They Yeah, I think so. If you had Vaseline on your eyebrow and somebody elbowed you, it would be less likely that you'd get a cut rather than if it was just dry skin and someone elbowed you, you'd probably cut straight away. Promotes, like, it makes it sort of slide off rather than like cut the skin.
0: Yeah, That's and do they
1: cool. put it on every round? If you've got – they no, nah, not every round. They put it on at the start. If you do have a bad cut, they normally come and put Vaseline over the cut.
0: Oh, that's what they're smooshing in. I've seen those yeah. big old
1: gashes and they smoosh something in there. Yeah, that's Vaseline. Wow. Yeah.
0: And then um, how about when you're grappling? Is that shit just everywhere?
1: No, it does. It definitely does. There has been times where you've seen fighters that don't want to grapple. Like, they sort of put vas- like, get the Vaseline on them so they can slither out of things. But no, you can't feel it too much. To be honest, it is pretty slippery in there with, like, it's skin on skin, sweat. It is slippery, so.
0: And the blood gets crazy slippery, too, right?
1: Yeah, and as soon as there's blood, it even adds more liquid. It's just more slippery that, yeah.
0: There's no, um, when, when you're in there and they're fighting, there's no, uh. There's no like, hey, I don't want this guy's sweat dripping in my mouth. I don't want this guy's blood in my mouth. It's not like that at all. There's no, time, not, for nonsense, no right?
1: time for that nonsense, right? I've had blood in my like, other opponent's blood in my mouth a couple of times. Yeah, it's never
0: – It's not You don't even
1: think about it. You just taste it and yeah. move on.
0: It, it could be worse. It could be your blood in his mouth.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's worse. Yeah. Right?
0: <laughs> I don't know how. Well, just because you don't want him to be
1: bleeding. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah if you, you, don't you want can to see good. your blood, then it's not a good, not a good thing. You're right.
0: Uh, what do you think about um them not letting uh that the tennis guy uh, Djokovic into your country? Do you have an opinion on that?
1: Yeah, I yeah, uh, I do. I think they should let him in. I think it shouldn't be. Uh, my personal opinion is it shouldn't be up to any government to tell you what you should do with your health. That's my thoughts. I know people probably don't like hearing that, but that's just, I think that's the truth. And I think that's something that's very important.
0: He wouldn't take an injection and therefore they wouldn't let him play tennis.
1: Yeah. It's, inc- it's insane. It's <laughs> insane. It's insane when you look at sort of that. I get it's Yeah. Like it, does it, it doesn't stop the spread. They're not
0: hurting the him. No, nah. they're hurting us.
1: Yeah. I want to see
0: the fucking tennis match.
1: Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, yeah, and he's just, already rich as fuck. Yeah, just let it. Yeah, let him let people in, let them do their thing. That's my thoughts.
0: Is it? Is it? I I, I heard in the UK that they they lifted all the mandates.
1: That's what I've seen. That's a, yeah, I've seen that England they're lifting all the mandates. Scotland.
0: Why the why the fuck do those? People, what about Australia and the United States and Canada?
1: Yeah, what the fuck are we
0: waiting for? Those guys aren't fucking smarter than
1: us. Well, it seems like you guys might be close to lifting no no you don't reckon
0: not in my not i live in california i'm the only person i know i mean i've never worn a mask i don't do any games but like it like i just went to the i went to the i go to the store and just everyone's mask and they're like you need to put a mask on sir so i'm like yeah okay have a good day you know i just like
1: yeah it's up. very it's a very strange dynamic
0: people asking me mike if my like the teachers at the kids school asking if, if your kids are vaccinated it's like you can't ask that like what are you doing
1: yeah it's a crazy time um Yeah, in Australia, it's a very strange at the moment as well. It's very
0: strange, right? Very strange, yeah. Do you know anyone who's died?
1: No. Yeah, me no.
0: neither. No. Definitely not. And you're in one of the dirtiest environments. I mean, my kids are in a dirt, more dirty environment than you, but you're in a pretty dirty environment. Just yeah, dude, yeah. dude sweating and barefoot.
1: Yeah. and. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we're never never Evan To be honest, In where I'm from in Perth, if we get – more than one or two cases come through they lock everything down so it's a strange pretty insane
0: is there a group of people that just don't listen like do you and your buddy still just do everything you want to do or does everyone listen
1: to be a most i think a lot of people in australia sort of just they just go along with it i don't know why that yeah they just go along cruise along oh uh, yeah i tend to just not I don't like whenever there's like a mask mandate. I'm not really into it, like because I like to. I like to breathe just the fresh air. I don't want to have a bit of cloth over my mouth, so I try and just stay out of places. If you have to wear a mask there,
0: I asked Nicky Rodriguez, that's the um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy oh, yeah. out of Texas. Yeah, I, I said, "Hey, are you ever wear a mask?" He goes, "Dude, if I want to kill someone, I cover their nose and their mouth." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. It's
1: a, <laughs> I was like, all right, no Boom. Oh, yeah, 100 <laughs> percent Yeah, to I be didn't. honest, yeah. To be honest, we me and my the my team it, we, there's not many a whole lot of people here that or everyone else wears a mask, but most of the people that are fighting and don't wear masks.
0: Yeah, no one at my kids' <laughs> jiu-jitsu uh school. That's one of the only places in town where no no one wears masks. <laughs> and 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 I, to be fair, we went to this one uh um we went to this one doctor's office recently in in kind of like the the poor area of town. I live I live by a lot of uh, fields where there, there's a lot of uh, Mexicans there who are like immigrants who work in the fields, and I take my kids to a doctor over there. And that doctor's office is so tolerant. Like you go yeah. in there and like we we didn't wear a mask, nothing. But you go over to like the ritzy part of town,
1: and it's, it's like, yeah. To be honest, when we arrived in we we arrived in L.A. Oh, so it's the worst. Yeah. That place is yeah. the worst. I got. I got kicked out of a little burrito place because I didn't have a mask, <laughs> <laughs> but I still got the burrito and it was real good. So,
0: a yeah, LA, LA. We have we have a, a pretty big problem right now in L A. and in, uh, in California, crime is running rampant. Um, the cops are afraid to engage with anyone. Yeah, and and uh, and then with this COVID thing, I mean, we're just—it's a mess. And and then yeah. you can steal in most cities in California, most where the larger populations are, you can steal. And and not get prosecuted. That's so you crazy. can steal up to like $950. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's insane.
1: It's it's, it's, it's a weird time. It is a real strange time. But yeah, I've been way been in LA now for weight. We're in Anaheim. Pretty cool.
0: Will you go to Disneyland? Oh um, no, they'll probably make you wear a mask there.
1: That you definitely have to wear a mask in Disneyland.
0: And, and and you know what? Most of the people who go there are like a hundred pounds overweight. Yeah. And they
1: probably should they wear probably a mask. Should. They probably should
0: wear a mask, yes. Uh, yeah. You started in 2015. Yeah. It's 2022. You're 25. So you started basically when you were 17 or 18 as a professional fighter? Yeah. Uh, 17 or 18? Do you remember which I think one? My first
1: professional fight was I was
0: 18. And and could you be seventeen or is eighteen the legal limit? And that's why I you have to say that was the legal
1: limit. Yeah, it was. A, you couldn't <laughs> be any younger. You're like,
0: yeah, good. eighteen. I was 18. eighteen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember
0: how much money you made your first fight?
1: It was yeah. My first fight would would have been like hundred bucks or something. 200 bucks.
0: And that's in that and that's the money you get. You go in there and like you fight, and here's a hundred oh, bucks. You
1: get, yeah, you get. Yeah, a couple of dinners. <laughs> But it definitely wasn't for the money. It was more like you would if you wanted to make money out of it, it's not the career path to take. And that was pretty much well known. Still is well known. Any athlete, right? If if you're yeah. in it for the money, don't don't become an totally athlete. That. Yeah, there's a lot of other stuff that you could save the body, make a whole lot more money doing. With better odds. With a lot, yeah, much better odds. Guaranteed pays. <laughs> the whole lot.
0: Um tell me about um this Pilates thing you're dabbling in. I watched your podcast with that guy. That guy does uh, I should give him more credit. The guy the All-Star podcast, I don't know his name. He's an Asian
1: guy. Oh, John.
0: John, yeah, I always yeah. watch his podcast John's and then man. like st- and then steal his shit from him. I yeah, should give him more credit. He's,
1: he's yeah, great. he's
0: good. He's, he's a good guy. <laughs> um and on there you said you were dabbling in Pilates. Tell me what yeah. that is. Pilates
1: is like on the it's Pil- on the reformer. Have you seen a reformer? No, I don't know what a reformer is. It's sort of like a bench and it's connected to springs. It has some ropes on one side. It has a little platform bar. Oh,
0: it's made so of wood. It looks like a torture device. Yeah, basically. Yes, I have seen that. Yes, I've yeah, seen that.
1: A, yes. That's a reformer. So basically, it's just a class that you do and you do a lot of different like lunges. It's a it's to if it's if I was to explain it, it's like a really good core stability workout. It's not it's not incredibly it's not in, like intensely hard. It is hard. It depends how hard you want to go, but it's just very good for your core and stability. Do you we
0: stand on that thing?
1: Yeah, you stand on it. You do all sorts of crazy things on it. There's a um, million different exercises you can do. I definitely think it's something that is it's good for you. I think it's good for the body. It's good to get your core strong stability. You do a lot of like range of motion, stuff like that. that's me on there (laughs)
0: damn you're looking good buddy so it's slow it's controlled
1: and so there's
0: a there's a healing component to it
1: it is yeah the one i go to is more it's like for the i my partner actually got me to go down it's more upbeat girl instructor and they really like try and push you through like a hard workout but it is the core of it is basically controlled movements where you get a solid burn in your core and you just feel extremely stable after very symmetrical. Your body is like works in symmetry, that sort of stuff. You should give it a try. I would recommend it. If there was any place, I would definitely recommend giving it a crack.
0: Um, Djokovic is now suing the country for 6 million. Good. I hope he's Susan for 600 million. Um,
1: so yeah, there's a lady the I know who say it again. Yeah, Djokovic. I'm backing him. Yeah, me too. That's probably our money is taking. Whatever.
0: Stefan's yeah. acting like he doesn't have one in his gym. Hey, pipe down, pipe down. Uh he's <laughs> that guy saying that I know everything about Pilates. That I own one of those. A lady I know, um, who uh, she told me she does Pilates, and she said they didn't do it on those machines, and that she went into a room and it was like hot, like 105 degrees.
1: Yeah, right. and they did
0: like they did like planks. I think it's there is just a lot effort, of static yeah, hold yeah, and I like of, the I thought
1: of that. There is a thing like Pilates where it's not actually on the reformer, which is more that sort of thing. A lot of like just core work.
0: I, I, I tried dabbling in it at home at my house at, and uh, I think I hurt myself. Yeah. Right. I think I started doing too many planks and leg lifts.
1: Yeah. No, nah, but yeah, uh, Pilates, I reckon it's a good one. Good for the body keeps you strong
0: i told you guys before it's not too late to get on the jack Dela madalena jack Dela. De jack Dela. what's my problem you know last time i did a podcast with you someone in the comments wrote fuck you you can't even say his name i'm never listening to this podcast again
1: <laughs> <laughs> fuck that guy jack Dela
0: madalena uh it's not too late to get on the bandwagon you have to you have to start now it, it will get too late and you'll just be just a douche yeah you have to get at least Jack won't think that I'll think that he he, yeah. he he's won his last 10 fights in a row he's fighting this Saturday on one of the biggest UFC cards in the history of of, of professional fighting um he's he's on the free portion of the card. Yeah, you
1: don't have to have to pay.
0: Yeah, so there's early prelims. That's when you can start drinking and uh, go to the bathroom a bunch. And then the the prelims, that's where Jack comes in. First yeah. fight.
1: First fight on the prelims. So it's a little bit before the main card, but. He's
0: it's fighting an American. There. That's okay. That's okay. It's it's Australia, American, Canada, UK. It's all the same shit. Yeah, for sure. Go, except they quarantine a little longer than they should oh, in yeah. Australia.
1: Yeah, we definitely <sighs> do Is that over? Uh, Apparently, Feb fifth for our stay. Apparently, it's over. Dude, you got it. You can't go back before Feb fifth. Then. Nah, I'm not. I'm sticking around for a bit. Hanging out. Are you hanging out in L A. or going to Vegas? Actually, going to. Not sure. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We probably will. Probably, I think we'll probably stay stick around here. Oh, L A. Really? Yeah, I don't think we'll go back to Vegas.
0: Don't you want to go there and just live off of the P.I. Institute, eat their food?
1: I was doing that last week. I think after the fight, I just want to sort of just chill out, chill, see a bit of L.A., see a bit of America. Yeah. America.
0: And any – well, if you come up this way, reach out to me. I'm 300 miles north of Los Angeles in Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That'd be cool, eh? Will any Hollywood um, like actors or, or agents or anyone reach out to you and like know you're in town and you're a fighter and like host you?
1: Probably not. I don't think I'm pretty enough for that line of work. You're a couple fights away from that i'm not pretty enough I don't no know. you're pretty enough let me just
0: tell you they, they they'll yeah. be coming out of the woodwork soon <laughs> yeah. okay uh he he's won his last 10 fights he's fighting this saturday he's fighting at 170 pounds it's a it's a crazy weight class all the weight classes are crazy in the ufc yeah. and he does pilates <laughs> yeah no he's a uh um, he, he's a reformed yeah. crossfitter he's taking his fitness and and taking it to the ufc
1: yeah for sure
0: I appreciate you coming on. the man, Sivan. I'm going to be jumping up and down in front of my TV.
1: Hell, yeah. We'll talk to you when it's done. We'll get that win, and then we'll chat. Maybe I'll come see you in Santa Cruz. Oh, I would love that. (laughs) Sick, Savannah. Thank you.